Ira, how was your All night right, going? How, good, good. How was your New Year's? Everything good? Everybody healthy? Everything was good. My family's doing well. I hope your family's doing well, enjoying the new year. I know as a Jeff fan, we didn't close it out the way we wanted to, but we can only hope for the best in the near future as we do hold the number four and 10th pick in this year's upcoming 2022 NFL draft. I agree. I, I would agree. But, you know, it's funny. Obviously, it didn't finish out the way we hoped to. I I kind of look at it a little differently. Listen, I, I know they didn't win many games. But when you look at the first half of the year, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go up until that Patriot blowout by 50 points, you know, in late October when Wilson got hurt, okay? And then you had those couple of blowouts with the Bills and the Colts. But once that came back, the Houston game, um, they, and listen, they, they had their moments. The coaching staff made mistakes, the fourth and two against the Bucks. You know, you know, everything we spoke about all year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they did make some progress. And the most important thing I take out of it, I jotted it down earlier this morning, Zach's first six games, he threw four um, – four touchdowns and nine interceptions. Mm-hmm. His last seven games, so this is Houston until yesterday, and yesterday, they were just totally manhandled. Yeah. They had no receivers. But if you include yesterday's game, he had five touchdowns and two interceptions. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's progress. Yeah. I agree. And yesterday, you mentioned the, the manhandling up in Buffalo. It, it was almost unwatchable at times. And the amount that he just backed up, I still think he has to figure out a way to get the ball out quicker and get rid of it because we saw what happened when he got sacked. But that's also he's not getting enough time of protection. Yeah, I, yeah part of it is on that. I think a lot of it was because receivers weren't getting open. Also, I, I just looked at the snap count. They didn't, which is, this is, this is, this is what I mean about the coaching staff. Um, look, Floyd's been done a better job. He's gone upstairs. But Yeboah all of a sudden makes some catches against the Bucks last week. He did. You saw, you saw the guy could play. Why did he get three snaps yesterday? I mean, you're down all your tight ends. All you had was Croft. You couldn't run the ball because you didn't have the extra tight end in. You couldn't use um, McDermott as a, an extra uh, alignment because they don't trust the Doga. So it, it, I, I, it just it was very puzzling. And like I said, you know, they weren't putting up twenty-four points on the Bills. I no, get that. No, <laughs> but it's it just it's just everything they did offensively up until yesterday. It, it's like I know they were limited. You know, all the top four receivers were around. I, I get all of that. It was a makeshift offensive line. But it just, I was just, I was scratching my head. It was hard to watch. But on the other end, and you know I've been all over Ulbrich, and I, you know I've been crying about the defense all year. Oh, yeah. They played their best defensive game in the year. They did. I was surprised that they held him for as long as they did up until after halftime. Well, well they actually, with eight minutes ago, it's a 13-10 ball yeah, game. yeah. You know, they, I think the Bills punted seven or eight times, and they didn't punt in their last three games. Yeah. So, so it, it was it was like a weird game because, you know, I don't know where that defense. Now I know I, I read some of the comments. I think it was CJ Mosley. It was Price not supposed to blow out earlier, which you know I do agree because I I do believe Price plays a lot in football games. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Especially, you know, I, I never like to play a team for the second time if if they got blown out. No. Because chances are, and you saw it yesterday. I mean, I mean, the, 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 statistically, and the score is not indicative of how that game was played. I thought the Jets defense played their hearts out yesterday. They did. Now, do you think that is a, a testament for Robert Sala? Is this the defense that we've been waiting to see all year? Do you feel as though that he finally put the gas on and there was no breaks? No, no. I, I, I think this was strictly a pride thing. Mm-hmm. And the players admitted it was a pride thing. I don't think the scheme changed. I mean, maybe Oberg maybe blitzed a little more than normal. But at, at the end of the day, it's the same players that have been giving up 200 yards <laughs> a game running. I mean, they, they still gave up 100. I mean, you know what they did? They they played bend and don't break yesterday. Mm-hmm. They gave up over 400 yards. They got, you know, they gave up 170 plus yards on the ground. But in the red zone, they held them to a couple of field goals. And and it, it, it they, I mean, really, the Bills didn't break the game open until it was like late fourth quarter. Yeah, then then you knew, knew what was going to happen from there when they had started having course. the deep throws. We we knew that the game was turning for the worst. But there was a, a feeling in, in that fourth quarter that you brought up when the game was close that I felt as though, hey, this is 2015 all over. This could be 2015 all over again. Watch the Jets maybe spoil them, but then the breakout plays happened, and that, that was never going to happen from there. Well, well, when when they when that guy, what, what did the Jets block the punt, or did the guy fumble the snap and mm-hmm. couldn't get the punt off? When they were the down at the 20-yard line. Right. And when that happened and when we got the ball, I called up Joe and, you know, Benigno, and I said, Joe, I said, you know, we're going to win this game. He said, oh, bro, let me, let, me, don't, let, let, let me see them score here. You know, and, of course, they, they couldn't. They got the field goal, which, you know, I think that made it 13-10 at the point at the time. But if, if they had gone up 14-13 at that point, I'm saying to myself, man, oh, man, the way this defense is played, all the pressure on the Bills, they may figure out a way to win this yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy. Been, it would have been sweet revenge for what happened to us back in 2015 with that season. I wish that we could have oh, reciprocated, but. Absolutely. Uh, that That's still one of the most heartbreaking losses for me as a Jet fan, as well as for you, because you were at the game and you remember that exact spot. Every time you go to sit, you look at that spot where Fitzpatrick I, where, was picked it, off in the end zone. McKelvin picked off. He steps in front of Decker, and it's it's it, 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 it's like burnt into my memory. Yeah. I walk into that. I walk in, walk into that stadium, and I see that. I see the play. Oh. I mean, it's how many years later? Seven, eight years later. Yeah. And every time I walk into that stadium, I see that play. It, it, it's incredible. Oh. It's absolutely. It's like it's like we're watching the Victor, Victor Cruz play every year. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, from Christmas Eve. We don't. We can't. We can't get that one out of our heads either. And, uh, you know, th- there was progress with Zach Wilson, 100%. I think he is our quarterback. I remember last time I talked t- to you, I was a little bit doubtful about that because I just want to win so bad. And we we all advocated for Wilson. But there were some times there when he when he had that back interception and in all the games before the Texan game, there were some issues there. But Zach has come along well. Now it's all about getting playmakers around him. I do think that they're going to need a number one wide receiver in the offseason. I really want to see a number one target someone with the big build and a tight end, because I think a tight well, end would really be that security blanket for Zach. Well, they do. They do. They desperately need a tight end. And, you know, it's funny, like you said, the fourth and 10th pick, mm-hmm. um, you may see our two first round picks playing in tonight's game. And I'm not, I'm not a big college guy. I watch tape of players I want to see, but I really don't invest time in games, no. but I'm going to watch a little tonight because you got that linebacker from Georgia. Mm-hmm. 
And maybe with the 10th pick, you know, maybe they take that kid Williams, the receiver from Alabama. Maybe. I mean, you know, he might be the best receiver in the country. He might be. You know, and, you know, and as much as they got to revamp the defense, you know what? If that kid's sitting there at 10 and you have, you know, I, I clearly don't see Douglas going out and spending money on a wide receiver again, not after they spent money on Corey Davis. No. But, you know, if they get a kid like that kid from Alabama, Williams, you add him to Davis and Elijah Moore, and if they could re-sign Berrios, that's a really good receiving core. Oh, yeah, I agree know? with you on that. And and I wish they re-signed Berrios earlier. And, that, and we missed Berrios' spark plug yesterday in yesterday's game. It's clear that the Jets need this guy on the team. And the fact that they haven't extended him yet drives me insane because with Jonathan Franklin Myers, they signed him in no time. They extended him to that large deal, and he hasn't done anything. Nothing, I know. That, that, that was the most bizarre thing. And like I may be wrong, but I think they put money into Myers because they have no intentions of giving Quinn and Williams a big deal yet. I think they're going to let them play this year and then maybe franchise him the year after. And I don't have an issue with that. But to be honest with you, and no disrespect to C.J. Mosley, I think Quinn and Williams' brother, Quincy Williams, I think he might be the best defensive player or the most disruptful defensive player on the team. 100%. I said that earlier this year, too. His brother is better than him, who we drafted in the first round. I know. I know. How crazy is that? But I was reading online the mock drafts already, and they're saying that we could potentially target Stingley out of LSU if you were reading the mock drafts already. I know that's a high target. Yeah, no, I know. A lot of people are talking about that. You know, it's a funny thing. I... I could almost, I don't think Salah and Douglas want to put high resources into secondary. Mm -hmm. Salah clearly is a front seven guy. So if they're going to spend money or use top choices, it's going to be for the front seven on defense or even the offensive line, okay? Um, I think I saw enough from Hall and from Eccles where... I would bring in a veteran free agent. I wouldn't break the bank, but I would bring in one to compete with Eccles. Mm-hmm. I think Hall solidified that he could be a starter for sure. And the Michael Carter, the defensive back, he's another guy. He made a tremendous pass breakup. I forget what player it was, but he did a really nice job yesterday. I think they're good there. I think they need to upgrade at safety. You know, I think you could probably make the argument they need two new starting safeties. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they definitely need one, at least one starting linebacker. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Once again, you know, I mean, with, you know, who knows how Carl Lawson's going to be coming back from injury? If they could get their hands on a pass rusher, you know, you got to grab them. So it's, I think, I think they're really. It's funny now that you see Douglas. This will be what his third draft he's going into. Am mm-hmm. I correct? Yes. Okay. You could see now his vision of what he was trying to do. So he made the trades. He got the capital. He has the cap space. He found the quarterback. He put some pieces in place. Elijah Moore, the two Carter kids, uh, even this Pinnock kid. It looked like he may be a player. Um, I'm probably leaving out a couple. But if he hits it right in the draft this year, and he hits it right in free agency, you know, with the right pieces, it, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to accept the five-six win season next year. No. You know, they got to be a seven-eight-nine. Let's put it this way: the last two weeks of next year, 
they got to be playing for something mm-hmm. meaningful. I agree. I want to see competitive football. And it, it was just amazing to watch the game last night. I was watching the Raiders and Chargers game. I'm sure that you were. And No. no oh, you no, didn't? No, no. You didn't? Okay. No, no. I was watching that game, and I said that, why can't the Jets ever be like this, fighting for a position? We have to wait 10 years and just all these I years know. among years. And, you know, the fans deserve better. They really do. Of, co- of course they do. Of course they do. And and once again, you know, I, I go back to, I think the, the biggest mistake that Woody Johnson made was firing Tannenbaum, before, you know, and leaving Rex to basically get hooked up with his uh, You know, it should have been both gone or they should have given Tannenbaum and Rex a, a, a one more year. And, and I really truly believe that the two of them would have got the ship straightened out and they would have, they would have got them back on track. I, I really do believe that. And instead, you, you know what happened in 13 or 14. They just tore it down. It was a disaster. McCadden hit the one big year in 15, but then that thing fell apart. And now, you know, Douglas is picking up the pieces. And, you know, re- really, when, when you really look at the organization since that Victor Cruz game, so you want to go to the 012 year until now. Uh, up until this past draft with that um, Joe Douglas had, mm-hmm. Because the 2020 draft, if Beckton doesn't get back on the field, that 2020 draft is a bust. Yeah. Except for Bryce Hall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this is 10 years of accumulating bad draft picks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just had this conversation, I, I think it was uh, Saturday during the game. Do you realize in 012, within a six um, draft um, picks, they had their choice of Quentin Coble, Melvin Ingram, and Chandler Jones, and the guard, David DeCastro, who's an all-pro guard for the Steelers. So out of those four players in six picks, they could add any one of those four. They take the one guy, Coble, who turns out to be a bust. <laughs> uh, and they didn't they end up trading him? I believe they traded him eventually. I, I think they traded him actually to the Dolphins, I yeah. think. You know, but it, it's just, but 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 that that's why the Jets are in position in the position that they are you know right now where they had to do a total rebuild. It's because the that ten year period of just continuously drafting the wrong players yeah. or getting the wrong free agents and not having the right coach. And you know what? You, you know I've been I have my concerns with this coaching staff. I, I'm going to give Michael Flora a pass. I think he improved as the year went on. I think Salah. Um, was a rookie. I think he's going to hopefully learn from some of his mistakes. Uh, Earl Brook, the defensive coordinator, um, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not too quite sure of, but you know, I think going forward, I think at least we're headed in the right direction. I think mm-hmm. we can only go up from here. I mean, <laughs> can we get any lower? At least we're not as low as the Giants, but. I mean the Giants. Oh, what a a, I mean they didn't even get rid of Judge. But how about the Dolphins getting rid of Brian Flores? I couldn't believe that. I was stunned this morning because I think he's a really good coach. He is. So, so I don't know what happened over there. You yes. know, I, I, I really, I really don't understand that. Um, I know Zimmer was let go. Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, Nagy, Nagy got from let the go. Bears, yeah. Yeah. It's just. I mean, not that I'm going to worry about the Giants, but if they don't get rid of Judge, they're going to make the same mistake the Jets did. They're going to, 
you know, give it, give him a GM that probably doesn't want him. It, it, it you know, bring back the Daniel, uh, Dave, Daniel Brown, uh, Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. Yeah, it might as well be right. Dave Brown. <laughs> Dave Brown. <laughs> they it, both it, went to it, Duke. It, yeah, it, it's like it's like it's like a disaster. But yeah. you know, that that's their problem, not mine. But no. I, I, I just I, I I like the direction potentially where we're headed. If it'll work yet, I don't know. But it, it does look a lot more promising than it has done, been at least the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's now, say at the end of next year, we're in the same position. Do you think the Jets let go of Salah? Do you think it's two years, and if you don't prove anything yet, you're out? Or do you think they may give him a, a third year? What's your take on that? I think it all depends on what happens with the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think if they win their five, six games, it depends how it looks. It depends who they beat. But if the quarterback is playing, you know, getting better, you can't cut bait on the head coach yet. No. Because I think they, they're tied at the hip. And I think, you know what, in, in Donald's defense, and it turns out, you know, that he's a mediocre quarterback at best. I think that's besides that they threw too much at him early, I think the mistake was he did improve the last four or five games of the year. And they got rid of Bowles, and then they stuck him with Gase. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a mistake, as bad as Bowles was at the time, because I think he's a great defensive coordinator. I think he's going to get another shot as that coach. I think because Donald was making progress, they should have just left things alone and rolled it back one more year with Bowles. And I think that's if, if they, you know, have a below 500 season next year and things aren't getting any better, um, as long as the quarterback continues to improve, I think that would save Salah's job. I, I think it all depends on Wilson as well. I, I hope we see some more progress next year. I think we will, as long as they get some upgrades for him. I know Douglas actually said at the conference today that he would even be willing to make some trades for proven players. Now, this is very new because we're not used to Douglas making trades, especially for big-time players. I would love to see a proven wide receiver come in here through a trade or just any position that we need to fill right now. Well, you got to remember something, and you know, I've been saying this all along. And, you know, no, no disrespect for, to Douglas. You know, he's entering his, his third draft, his fourth year as a GM. Okay, his his win loss percentage is horrible. Mm-hmm. When that happens, and you're on a six year deal, you know he's not the only one. It happens to all GMs. All of a sudden, the noose gets a little tighter around your neck. And then you start doing things that you're not really comfortable doing, like either spending more on free agency or, like you said, now we're open to trading for players. So I think you're going to see a little bit of – I'm not saying he's going to go on a wild spending spree. No. But, but I do believe that you'll see a different approach um, acquiring players this year that you haven't seen from him in the first three years. As long as it's the right deal and we don't give up an absurd amount of picks, I would like to get a DeAndre Hopkins, that type of deal. I think, what was that, a a third-round pick that the Cardinals got for DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, yeah, that was like nothing. Yeah, Yeah. it was pretty cheap. If you could make a move like that, I would totally do it if I was Joe Douglas. 
as long as you think, you know, they're better than whatever type of receiver you could possibly get or any yeah. other position in the draft. Yeah. I mean, preferably, I would still continue to try to build through the draft. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like you said, if you could get, you know, you get a pro ball player, the only trouble with that is they got to be on the other side of 27 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, adding a 30-year-old or older player here that's a proven player, he's probably not going to be, you know, when you're ready to be knocking at the door, he's probably not going to be part of the equation. Yeah, no. Of course, let's face it. I mean, the, the Jets are really not knocking in any type of title <laughs> game for another for another couple of years. Yeah. They may be competitive <laughs> next year, maybe get a wild card. But, you know, I, I certainly don't expect to see them in the divisional round or the AFC championship no. game next year. <laughs> no, I don't expect that either. I'm sure other Jet fans don't. But if there's any right trades that can be made out there, I would do it if I was Douglas. And and like you said, it has to depend on age because if they're too old, then they're not going to be part of that equation. And I I just think that we should bring anyone that's under, like you said, 27. I think that's the perfect time frame for age. Right, absolutely, because they're still in their prime. You still get a good solid three years. And, you know, if – if they turn out to be the play you want, you maybe could squeeze another year or two out of them, possibly. Yeah. You know, now I don't know how you feel about the offensive line, but George Fine to me is your left tackle. Yeah. I don't care that they use the 11th pick on, on, on Beckton. Yeah. And, and what I do, I bring back Morgan Moses mm-hmm. on a doable contract. And you know what? I let him and Beckton compete at right tackle. You're going to hope that Beckett wins that job. But at the worst, whoever doesn't, you got a swing man that could play either side as your, as your backup. Yeah. I agree with that tactic. And I was hearing earlier when I was looking through the Jets postgame coverage that Tardif, uh, he may not be back next year because he wants to be a physician. That's... <laughs> Well, we, you know, we're, we're gonna have to wait, wait and see. It's just, um, I don't know. It just, uh, it, it, you know, we're we're fresh off. It, it's so hard to really think about all the stuff the season just ended. Um, you really got to sit down. You got to really reevaluate your staff, and 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 you got to reevaluate your roster. And and everybody goes away for two, three weeks right now. And then they come back, they regroup, they get ready for the senior bowl and all that stuff, and then they get ready. I guess I guess whatever type of combine they're going to have, I guess they're going to have one. It depends on what's going on with this virus. Oh. And Omicron yeah. is, is running rampant here. <laughs> yeah, it's, all over. Really, it's all over the place. It's crazy. So I don't know how that affects that. Um, but, yeah, you know, that that's how I look at it. You got... You got a couple of college all-star games, you know, you got your free agency, and then you get your draft. And then, you know, come the beginning of May, we're going to have a real good feel for what this team's going to be about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if he hits on the draft, I mean, you look at the draft this year, going under the assumption that Wilson's going to be a franchise quarterback. Mm -hmm. So between Wilson, Moore, you got the two Carter kids, you got Tanak. Am I leaving anybody out? That's a pretty good haul. Yeah, that's 
that he hit on those picks as far as we can see of what we've seen, how they play in the season. Absolutely. Now, the one critical thing I could be on on Carter, the running back, I think he's a really excellent, uh, explosive player. But he, he has to learn to avoid taking big hits. Mm-hmm. And that's part of his game. You know, he, he, you know he, he looks for contact. He likes to barrel over people. But he's small. And that's why he's always getting hurt. And you, you, you don't want that from him because he's not going to have a very long career playing that way. No. You know, he's not Earl Campbell. He's not going to keep on barreling over. <laughs> no, I agree with you on that. You're right. And it's going to be interesting who they bring back next year. Maybe Tevin Coleman to have as the, the backup back for him. Even to Ty me, Johnson, I, too. I, I, I look at the offensive side of the ball. I, well, the quarterback, you know, that, that's, you know, not a question. Yeah. I think the running back group, like you just mentioned, I think it's a no brainer. Yeah. I, I think they're good. Yeah. You know, give Coleman another one year deal. I, I think Johnson's under contract. You, you have the Carter kid. Um, your receivers, okay, they, they have to add a receiver. They, tight ends are must. You can maybe sprinkle in one offensive lineman, possibly. But I think most of the ma- major work is going to be on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. I agree. There's going to be a total makeover on that defense, and it's going to be interesting to see how Carl Lawson comes back next year with the injury. And I, I'm curious, did, did you go to the Buffalo game and the Tampa Bay game? Um, I, I was at the Tampa Bay game. Okay. Yes, yesterday's game, I I had all intentions of going. Mm-hmm. I had a Delta flight canceled on me like two months ago. Oh, wow. So I rebooked it on United. And about a month ago, United canceled the return flight. And I said, you know what? It's not meant to be. Yeah. And I said, I'm not, I'm not going. And, uh, you know, I was a little, I felt bad that I didn't go. Mm-hmm. But under the circumstances, you know what? With between the weather and I really didn't want to see those fans celebrating winning a division title, it actually worked out for the best. <laughs> Oh, the Buffalo fan base, the Bills Mafia. I think it was probably better off that you didn't go. But the Tampa Bay game, did what, what's your take on the Eccles situation with him after he intercepted Brady and after they lost, going up to Brady after the game and have him sign the ball? I know many Jeff fans were angry about it, but then there were some that were just feeling as though, hey, he intercepted Tom Brady and he just wanted the autograph because he, he did intercept him. Yeah, well, you know what? In, in When I grew up, and then, you know, players play right, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, um, they wouldn't have done that. But you know what? Players' mindset and times are different. He's a young kid. He got caught up in a moment. Um, I, I personally, I didn't have a problem with it. I, I really didn't. You know, it's, uh, you know, it was a big throw for the kids. And, uh, um, like I said, I don't like to see that stuff. But yeah, no. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different world today. Players are on their Twitter accounts, you know, when they're not on the field. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's insanity, but that's the world. You know, it's everything. It, the whole world is different. Yeah. Oh, and, and you saw Antonio Brown leave the field too since you heard that. Know, <laughs> I know. I know. I know. That was that was incredible. That oh. was incredible. But. Uh, <sighs> You know, you look at it, the last, like I said, ever since the Bills blow out. So 
So I, I, I think they they played uh, the Texans the week after. They were in every one of those games in the fourth quarter. Now, you look at the score at the same game, and you look at the, I think it was 30 or 9, you look at the Eagle game, I think it was 33-17, 33-18, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But both of those games, too, early fourth quarter, it's one-score games. Yep. So they, they actually, and, and as bad as it looked at times, they played competitive football for the last seven games. Mm-hmm. You and saw the quarterback, progress. You saw progress. The quarterback made stride when he got a little better. And you know what? The way we started to finish like that, even though there's not too many wins, um, I'm, I'm looking at that as a positive. Mm-hmm. He wasn't as careless with the ball either. He protected it well, way more he than was. he did. Yeah. You know what? Even yesterday, I mean, the, the way that started out, I said, oh, my goodness. You know, <laughs> they're swinging the ball around here. I said, this kid's good for three interceptions today. Yeah. But, you know, he actually, you know, it was okay. You know, he, he went his last five games without an interception. That's, uh, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. I'll take it. In the Buccaneers game, the, the darts that he was throwing. I mean, that's if that's the Wilson that we can get every game, I, I think it's solidified that we have our franchise quarterback. Well, the, the drive that impressed me the most in that game was the drive to make the score 24-10. Because mm-hmm. he hit four big-time passes in a row. I think one went to Cole, one to, to Yaboa, one went to Berrios. And that's the guy that we both envisioned, and I agree with you. Um, can you do that every drive? No, yeah. no quarterback can, <laughs> you know. But it, it shows you that his ceiling is very high. It's now he's got to put in the work, and the coach has got to coach him up the right way, mm-hmm. you know. And the, and the personnel department have to put the right pieces around them. And I think if each one of those departments could live up to what they're supposed to do, I think you will see a franchise quarterback. I think so. In that fourth and two play, I'll never understand why they un- wanted to go QB sneak on that play. I, that's well, yeah, but you know what? Once again, you know, listen, I, I was not happy with Salah and, and the floor afterwards, but it's part of a learning curve. Ultimately, this shouldn't have been a decision for him to make mm-hmm. because the floor should have known better. And Salah, who did say that the play was designed for burials, but they didn't make it clear that that's the only option. But that's the mistake the coaching staff made. But he, you know, you give a kid like that an option, you know, he made a mistake. And that's part of the learning curve. But once again, he shouldn't have been put in that position because he's so young and so raw. It should have been, this is the play no matter what. And, uh, you know, but, you know, look at it defensively. Even though, you know, it didn't work out, the defense still let them march 93 yards down the field yeah. with no timeout. <laughs> and the last play, I'll never understand the last play. Because, you know, if they gave up a seven-yard touchdown pass, I get it. But to give up a 33-yard touchdown pass with 13 or 15 seconds left on the clock, why they didn't just have four men lined up across the goal line? Yeah. You let them catch the ball in bounds, you tackle the guy, the chances are they're never getting off another play and the game is over. No. So the defense deserves almost as much blame on the last play as the offense did on the fourth and two. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. And 
we can only hope for the the development to come. We saw it in the last few games that it, it is improving, and, and the defense looked as though that they improved in yesterday's game, even though we saw what happened at the end of the game when they started to get blown out. But there's going to be an upgrade in the offseason here with the draft and free agency. We're going to see what happens. But I do want to touch on this in the show, too. Rest in peace to the Hall of Famer, oh, Don Maynard. I know. I know. I, know. I was... I was really upset when I saw that, um, and it's um, it's really um, you're way too young. I don't know if you've seen YouTube highlights of him or whatever, but he really was one of the best receivers to play in, in, in that era and going forward. And actually, I was that's what I was talking to Joe about. We were talking about Maynard. He was just reminiscing and. Do you know in a 14-game schedule, I think it was 67, mm-hmm. he had 1,400 yards receiving in a 14-game schedule. And I think for his career, I think he averaged 18.6 or 18.8 yards per reception. And that's, and that's, against, and that's when they played that game when they let defensive back hold receivers and play physical. <laughs> It's not like today. So Don Maynard, let's put it this way. In today's game, Don Maynard would have been good, maybe 20 to 25 yards a catch. <laughs> but yeah, especially back then, like you said, in that defensive era, whereas today it's it's not a defensive league anymore. No, I mean, you know, these receivers, got, they got they got killed when they got, came off the line of scrimmage. They're getting knocked down. They're getting held. I mean, you know, they're... They, you know, the pass interference is what we're called the way they are now. Today, you sneeze on somebody, they throw a flag. Yeah. He, so, he yeah. caught some key catches in Super Bowl three. Oh, he, uh, well, his, his biggest catch, he, his two biggest catches were against Kansas City Chiefs in the, in the opener in 68, I think it was. He catches like some 70, 80-yard bomb to win the game. But his, the most famous one, and I'm sure you've seen this one in the, in the AFC title game against the Raiders. You know, the Jets are down, they're down 23 20. And, oh, I guess they're on about the 25 yard line. The wind was ridiculous that day. And Namath throws this uh, pass down the right sideline, and Maynard catches it on about the five or six yard line of the Raiders. And it was just, an unbelievable catch, and that was probably his most famous catch. But mm-hmm. that led to the winning touchdown, which he did catch. Yeah. And the Jets won the JFC Championship game, and then they went on to beat the Colts. And we've been searching for another Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> How did it? Here's a great question: How did it feel to win as a Jet? Because I don't know if I'll ever experience it. I don't know. I hope I do. I, I think I will. I don't know when that will be, but how was it to experience the Jets winning a Super Bowl? <laughs> you want to know something? Mm-hmm. It, 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 it was fun. It was exciting, but it, it didn't mean what it what it means today. Mm-hmm. Because it was Super Bowl three. you know, it was still kind of new to people. People still didn't believe that the AFL was as good as the NFL. Um, of course, the Jets were the first AFL team to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And because that team was so good, you just took for granted. You got to remember that year being a New York sports fan. 
you know, with Jets, Mets, Knicks. Yeah. Every, you know, all three teams won a title that year. Yep. So you kind of took it for granted. And Namath was there. The, the team, you know, there was no free agents. You know, there was no free agency back then. So basically the entire team's coming back. So you figured, okay, go back again the following year. And then, I, I, don't, I don't know if you know, they, you know, they play the Chiefs at Shea on a bitterly cold day. And they lose 13-6 to Kansas City. And they never got back. You know, everybody thought they were going back to the Super Bowl, but they didn't. Yeah. I remember we talked about that in our first episode a while back. I remember we covered the history of the Jets. I remember we covered that game. Oh, that was that was a, 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 a terrible loss. Namath was on a one-yard line, yeah. and they couldn't punch it in. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they the Chiefs get the ball, and they hit Otis Taylor with a 60-yard pass, and and then the game was pretty much over, you know. And, uh, um, but you know, it, it, you know, you can never take away that first Super Bowl because they were the first AFL team to do it. And I don't care if it's next year. I don't care if it's fifteen years from now. You could that's something that's in the record books. Yep. It, it, you know, you, you, that's something they'll, they'll always have. Yeah, I agree. At least we have that one. There's teams that still there haven't won go. a Super Bowl. <laughs> There you go. There you go. And listen, I'll be happy if you get me to a wild card game next year and they happen to win that game. I can't even imagine what that might feel like. I, I, I wish I cherished those two AFC championship games more than I did because I thought this was going to be a regular thing that we we're going to go to the playoffs again and again because it looked like we had something going. And then after those two AFC championship games, it's been nothing but a nightmare. If you if you well, want you to know, just go right to the the game against the Giants with the Cruz touchdown, well, and, and once again, I'm a Rex fan, I'm a Mike Tannenbaum fan, but you know, I, I I will hold this against them. That after that 2010 season, I remember they had the lockout, so camp started late or they started on time, and they they finally got there. But I remember the Jets came to training camp. And you could just see that Rex and Mike Tannenbaum and even the players, they took it like, just like fans, they took it for granted. Well, we got there two years in a row. You know, why can't we get there? You know, you know, we don't have to work as hard, you know, and they, they stripped down the roster a little, but they, it was like, they thought it was coming to them. They didn't. And, and we all know how it worked out. Yeah. I hope that things get better in the near future here with the draft and free agency. I think that they do have something going here. It's going slowly but surely, but eventually I, I think they have to make the playoffs here. It, 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 the, the only way up is, is up pretty much. You can't you can't get any lower than it's been. I mean, no, it's been pretty no. low for years. No. Now, you, I'm sure you know the schedule for next year. Yeah, I did see that. You know. You know, it, it's a little bit on the tough side, yeah. but, you know, nobody's going to feel sorry for you. You got to no. do what you got to do. Um, for me, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm way ahead of anything. It's probably even, it's probably stupid to even talk this way, but I think for the Jets to have a winning record and, you know, really be knocking on the door for a playoff spot next year, there's no two ways about it. They have to go three and three in the division next yeah. year. Yeah. Because, you know, they got the AFC North, you know, they got the Packers division, you know, they, they got a really tough schedule. So somehow, some way, they got to figure out a way to win three 
division games next year. Mm-hmm. They have to, in my opinion, I think they should sweep Miami, even though that might be hard because of their defense. And you never know what Miami is. They beat the Patriots yesterday and the season that they had. The past two seasons, they've actually surprised fans. And then the Bills, you know that they're tough. So you got to figure out about beating the Patriots probably once in possibly sweeping the Dolphins. I think that's that may be the best scenario. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would tend to agree with you. And, yeah. and as a Jets fan, I think we got to really keep our fingers crossed that Deshaun Watson doesn't end up on the Dolphins. Yeah. You, you really you really don't want that. Yeah, because, no. You know, we have enough competition right now in the, in the division. Yeah. You know, we don't, you know, who knows, maybe Harbaugh becomes a coach of the Dolphins. I mean, you know, I have no idea if he's going to bring in as a coach. But um, it's a tough division. Yeah. You know, you got you know three already established teams, and you got the Jets, who I think are getting closer to being an up and coming team. Mm-hmm. So I think for years to come, it's going to be a lot of fun in this division. Yeah, it's kind of interesting when looking at the Dolphins' situation with the Watson thing. I did hear that someone on the team. I don't know if it was the GM today or, or the owner saying it was after the Flores that was relieved of his duties that they weren't going to be going after Watson but I, I'm really? kind of cu- yeah I did hear that but I'm curious because I, I when I watch Tua there's games that I feel as though that he's their franchise quarterback and Flores had something going there he, he won all those games so apparently even though you may be proving something in Miami it doesn't mean anything because you can get fired even if you have a, a decent winning record and you showed promise it's just Miami, I, I think Miami is a worse organization than us because why would you fire a coach like that? It makes no sense. They won seven games in a row. They they lost last week, and then they beat the Patriots yesterday. So they win eight of their last nine games, and they fire the head coach. Yeah, I, I, I you know what that the you know what that smells to me as what what is it that the owner wants to bring Watson in and. Flores doesn't want any part of him. Mm-hmm. I think he was fine with Tua. Who, yeah, I think I think the I once again, yeah, I may be completely wrong, but to me this smells of Flores wanted to go with Tua and what's his name? Uh Ross the owner yeah. either wanted to go with Watson or Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or, or somebody like that. Yeah. You could be right. I mean, when I watch Tua, I feel as though there's nothing wrong. And I, if I'm the Dolphins, even though they're not our team, I would stick with Tua because if Watson comes here, who knows what can happen with the, the things that he was, he's going through. You, you don't need any more skeletons coming out of the closet and anything else. I would stick with what you have right now with, with the positivity with Tua. I mean, just keep progressing and making sure that he progresses and get the weapons he needs. Yeah, that's a strange situation out of Miami, so... And once again, I, I assume Georgia hasn't been released or, or they said they're keeping him active yet. Yeah, I, around the league, they've said that it's confirmed he's going to be staying next Real, year. They, they did, yeah, I did, did read I read some tweets online that they said that, that Joe Judge, it's it looks like he's going to be staying. And, and, and I thought that he'd be out the door with Gettleman, but Gettleman, he retired. And I don't know about Judge. It looks like he's staying as of now and... At least we're not the Giants, and we have to worry about that. It's... Boy, no. Boy, are they going to regret the day that they're doing this. Because yeah. basically, they, they're doing the Rex exit thing all over them. Yep. You know, Absolutely. So. Well, um, it's been fun. It's been a good year. Yeah. Um, and uh, 
let's hope that it's going to be a, a betting year on the football field yeah. and <laughs> in the real world next year. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Maybe this time next year we'll be talking about a wild card game we got coming up. I hope so. I'm praying for it. I hope I hope it does happen. We deserve it. I hope that the Jets hit on all their draft picks and they pick up some key free agents. I'm sure we'll do another show once that, that comes around, probably around the the combine or any time that there's any news that pops well, up. Well, free, agent, free agency usually starts about the second or third week of March. Yeah, correct. Yeah, we could do. So, could, you, know, you know what? Not that I'm rushing away time, but uh, uh, before you know it, it'll be uh, right here and uh, hopefully we'll be back on and talking about it. Yeah, let's do it, Ira. Ira, anything else you want to let any of the listeners know here tonight? Anything you want to cover yeah it's all good you know what let me throw in the super bowl pick now that we're kind of narrowing it down yeah um i'm gonna go packers and i can't go chiefs because that's too obvious yeah so i'm going packers tennessee mm, i like that i like those picks me i think it's going to be buccaneers chiefs again i feel as though it's just Tom Brady always gets his way, and Kansas City is just so dominant. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that is true. But I would love to what? see a Packers-Tennessee Super Bowl. Something different for once. I want to see a different Super Bowl and, and a different team win for once. I know. I know. I mean, you know, it's funny. You know my position with the Patriots. Yeah. I, I actually have to root for them because of my nephew. Um, but... But that really would be weird if you see a Bucks Patriots Super Bowl. Oh. That would really it, it, it. That would be that they they would have to make a movie about that because they, that's something that's just unbelievable. They would, and I I couldn't root for anyone in that Super Bowl game because I can't root for Brady because we have history with Brady, and I'm not going to be rooting for the Patriots because you still got Bill on the sidelines, and just the Patriots are just our arch nemesis. Well, what would be so ironic? If that actually went down, is that I couldn't I, I couldn't make it up that my sister would actually get to a Super Bowl game because of her son coaching the Patriots before I would get to a Jet Super Bowl game. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh insane! It, it, you Crazy. never know; it, it could happen. We almost got a, a Jet Giants Super Bowl in the '80s, and it, it could have happened in. 86 it if, if Gassinol didn't get that rough in the passer call against him in the Browns game. but Oh, my God. Well, I don't think there'll be any Jet Giants Super Bowls within no. 10 years. Let's say it this way. Maybe Salah will get the Jets to the Super Bowl, but you will not see a, uh, a what's it called? A, a, a Joe a Judge. Salah. And Joe, and Joe Judge Super Bowl. No, no. that's not happening. There, there's like zero chance of it. But there's a better chance of you and I coaching the Giants in the Super Bowl than Joe Judge. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very similar. This situation would be if the Jets decided to keep gays for a third year. <laughs> yeah, basically it's the same situation. It that's is. Like, it's, it's like bringing Donald back, <laughs> you know, and, and bringing Gage back. It, yeah. It's the same situation. It's the same same situation. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because they, oh no, but Douglas was in play, so they would have had to get another GM. Yeah, it just the whole it, the whole thing. I feel sorry for the Giants. I, I don't really feel sorry, but they have no idea what they're in store for. No, they have no idea what because we felt this for years. So they have they're about to they're about to feel the wrath here. Yes, they certainly are. Uh, well, listen, always a pleasure, yes, and uh, we'll talk uh, before free agency.
hundred percent. I'm looking forward to it. We'll keep in touch and and let, let's hope that these picks. I hope your picks come true here. I would love to see that Super Bowl. Let's keep it entertaining, and we're not turning the game off uh, by halftime like I did last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, that sounds good to me. Listen, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, we'll talk soon. Yes, Ira, stay safe, and we'll talk soon. You got it, my man. Yes. Thank you. Yes, Ira. Bye bye.